When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield. Breaks a tackle, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Oh, mama! Live at Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, this is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The OU Huddle is also brought to you by Homeland Grocery. Locally owned by our employees. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Riverwind Casino, still the one. And by Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. This is the Bud Light OU Huddle. Now, here's Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It is time for the huddle. We got two hours of OU football talk in front of us here tonight. In the next hour, Brent Venables will be alongside, as will the Butkus Award winner, Teddy Lehman. We call this the Brent Venables pregame show. And joining me tonight are my good friends, Gabe Eichert and Trevor Knight, everybody. Please make them welcome. I want to start off uh, tonight's show passing along our deepest condolences to the Virginia football family. Tragic news coming out of Virginia, of course, yesterday, the passing of three of their football players, Lavelle Davis, uh, Devin Chandler, and Deshaun Perry. Heartfelt condolences and prayers to all of, of uh, them in just a horrible, horrible situation. Uh, never easy to make a segue from there, but we are going to talk football on the show tonight. And, of course, the news was not good for the Sooners on Saturday as they fall on a last-second field goal in Morgantown, 23-20 to West Virginia. Fellas, we have done this too many times this year. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing these after they lose, but... Here we are again, and some of the things that have been factors in some of the other losses showed up again. I, and I, I don't know what the term is. Is it non-complimentary football, uncomplimentary? I think I, I would go non. Non-complimentary. That, that continues to be an issue, right? Uh, defense played really well early in the game. Offense couldn't put points on the board and create separation when the opportunity was there. Uh, defense was struggling a little bit in the second half. Offense couldn't put enough drives together. It just continues to be an issue for whatever reason. This team just can't put it all together. And it's yeah. very frustrating. It's frustrating. We're going to dive into offense and defense, but Trevor, what's your 30,000-foot view of what happened Saturday. Yeah, you know, these games take the wind out of your sails, as they do all of us. Um, I think that the theme of this year is in these losses, 
everybody's just taking their turn. You know, Gabe, you mentioned we saw some bright spots out of the defense. We saw a, a couple individual really good plays. But if everybody's taking their turn making a mistake, you don't put all three phases and four quarters together to go get a win. I think that's been a theme in a lot of these losses this year. Opening segment brought to you by Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. I am not at all offering this up as an excuse. Just curious. You've been down on the sidelines for a lot of games. Where was the misery index for you? Weather-wise on Saturday. Is it on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, just like, what's the worst game you've been? It's the worst. It's the worst? It's the worst. Why? It's the first time in, what, since I got done playing football where I wish I was fat again. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I need extra warmth. It was, I mean, it was miserable because. You said you were shivering after the game. 38 degrees and pouring raining pretty much the entire football game. Even one of the officials came over to me and was like, this is awful. I wish it was snowing. I was like, I totally understand. <laughs> it was, it, but now both teams are playing in the conditions, yeah, yeah. right? And you got to handle the conditions. That's part of football. But, yeah, on the misery index, I was miserable. It, it, was, a, it was a weird day because we've been up there when it's been flat out snowing in winter several times. And uh, but this wasn't that. This was just cold rain. And then it got really gross, windy in the foggy, second half. Windy, scooby doo. Yeah, it was it was an odd day. It's terrible. Let's start talking about the defense, uh, Trevor. They were good in the first half. Couldn't get stops though late in the fourth quarter when they had to. A tale of two halves is is what I watch. You know, you had individual performances. I thought Danny Stutzman did a phenomenal job, specifically in the first pass, first uh, half, excuse me, just rallying to the football, making plays all over the field. And in the second half, when we started to get a few things going on offense, we just weren't able to come up with big plays on the defensive side of the ball. Um, again, you got to put all three phases together in order to win a football game, and we, we took our lumps in the second half on, on the defensive side. Yeah, uh, you, you look at the difference that Garrett Green made in the game for them. I uh, thought he came in and really changed things for them offensively. His mobility gave, gave Oklahoma's defense trouble, uh, had some huge runs late in the football game. Did a really nice job on what ended up being the game-winning drive for them, extending that drive with some some key plays. I just – out to another one right there with our Mason Thomas. Yeah. Like you're you're there to make a play, and I know the face mask is unintentional, but I thought the defense – and I know Teddy will probably come on, on Coach Venables' show and say it wasn't good enough, but – Man, they they stopped them their first six drives, right? Forced them to punt or forced to turn over. And the offense, you just have to create separation. I think the offense, we, we all agree, that's the strength of the team. When your defense that has been struggling comes out and starts the game that well, man, you got to reward them. And, and unfortunately... They go into the half up 12-6 when it probably should have been, you know, 21-7, 24-7, something like that. So instead of, you know, having a two, three score lead, you're up by six. And then the defense, you know, for whatever reason, Garrett Green had a lot to do with it, but for whatever reason, just could not get off the field in the second half. A couple of really long, methodical drives for West Virginia, none more important than the one that set up the game-winning field goal. First six drives, you're exactly right. West Virginia went interception, punt, 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 fumble, punt. And then they scored on four of their last six drives. And back to the non-complimentary, uncomplimentary? I, I like non. Non, yeah. non-complimentary <laughs> football. The the offense, right, you've got a 10 nothing lead. You kick off. It's right before the half. You give up a 42-yard kickoff return. Right. Sets them up at the plus 47. What, three plays, boom, 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 touchdown. So it just it continues to be frustrating that all three phases can't, can't seem to find a way to play well at the same time. And, and when you have everything going 
at the same time, that's when you get those big leads and that separation. And it's just felt like it's been eternity since we've seen this team get get out to a big lead. It's it's tra- uh, Trevor. It's become contagious. Uh, the kickoff return is one example of so many on Saturday where you feel like, oh, if not for that, oh, if not for the dropped pass, the penalty on the Braden Willis touchdown, mm-hmm. missed field goals, the kickoff return, very costly penalties, the the flag that was picked up. You know, I don't know that you what was it. that. We do, we, yeah. yeah, we do need to talk about that. We'll get there in a second, but. Just so many, you know, what ifs, mental mistakes, I guess, is the category they fall into. Mental mistakes, playing hard mistakes, but mistakes nonetheless, yeah. right? And, and you're exactly right. This game is so focused on that fine line of winning and losing. If you don't go out there and execute on what you've been working on all offseason, um, in practice, late at night, what you work on situationally, then it's not gonna it's not gonna be good for you when those situations come up on Saturdays. If you make those mistakes, especially multiple during a game, it doesn't matter how many turnovers you get. It doesn't matter really how many points you score. That's giving the other team an opportunity to go down and capitalize on that, and and, and you're not gonna put in your, yourself in a great position to to go win the football game. Here it is. How's that not a penalty? Uh, we, you know, I. When uh, you called it a penalty, how's it? How I'll offer you? this up, uh, Brent. We're gonna ask Brent about it next hour. I guess on his Sunday night show, I was told tonight that on his show with Dean, he said that he was told that Colden had not yet given himself up and that he was still alive. Well, was the he ju- was he gonna genuflect and pop up and go run for a touchdown? Yeah. He wasn't giving himself up. He I'm was not, taking a knee. I'm not here to justify it. I'm just telling you what they told Brent Venables, at least according to the show last night. That is, It's a bizarre call, and it was very costly because it would have been fourth and 25, and it sure looks like to me his knee was already down, if that's the differentiating factor. Sure looks but. like to me his knee was down. The guy comes and blasts him in the side of the helmet. Yeah. I mean, now that's just one of many. Right now, they would have still had the football. Now, who knows? what happens if those penalties offset remember that's the play jump off size give them a free play but yeah just so many of these little things added up I had forgot about the fake punt I mean there's just so many things so many moments in this game where you look you look back on it and just like you were saying Toby you think man if they just would have been able to make a play here you're walking out of Morgantown with a win and instead First loss to the Mountaineers since they've been a member yeah. of the Big 12. It was 12-6 at halftime. It felt like, you know, it should have been much worse than that. And you hoped it wouldn't bite them, and it bit them, unfortunately, in the end. Let's talk about a couple of guys that did play well. Eric Gray has consistently been very good for this football team all year long. Gets better and better. He had over 200 yards rushing on Saturday. His seventh 100-yard game. He's been fantastic. He's the bell cow. Um, He's a guy that you know when you put the ball in his hands, he's going to go out there and he's going to be consistent. And, and, you know, for him to rush for as many yards as he did, I think it was 211 yards. And for us not to be able to have a couple of explosive plays in the passing game and put up more points, um, I think is disappointing. It it really is. If you, you got a guy that, man, you hand it off to him, you're getting four, five, six yards a pop, and you're not turning those first downs into touchdowns, um, that, that raises a red flag. And and not putting this loss on Dylan Gabriel, but I thought Dylan could have done a better job um, in some of the passing game. And, and granted, some of the receivers had some drops. There was, again, everybody taking their turn. But for a guy to come out and play like Eric Gray did and us not be complimentary of that running game um, was a little disappointing to watch for me. I'll I'll just be honest. It's hard to have a back go for 211 and only score 20 points. Yeah. That's difficult to do right. when you're running it that effectively. What he ended up averaging like eight a carry. Mm-hmm. When, when you're running it that efficiently and with good physicality, I thought the offensive line did some nice stuff in the run game as well. You you got to produce more points. You, you just have to. So the the pass game was not explosive enough. Now I know that there were some, you know, some key drops clearly, but it's just it's got to be better. It's got to be more explosive. It's got to be more productive, and you got to reward your defense 
when, when they played the way that they played in the first half. And I've said it a couple of times now, but missed a big opportunity to create separation there in the first half. You allowed West Virginia to hang around. And when you let a team hang around, you're playing in some bad weather. And all of a sudden you look up and they've got the ball for what was it, six minutes? Yeah, last six minutes last of the game. Last six Plus. minutes of the game. Yeah. Couldn't get off the field, and they're kicking a chip shot to win it. You know, just to back to him for a second, though, we went into this year thinking, all right, Eric Gray's probably a starting running back, but watch out for these other guys because we a lot of people didn't really believe in Eric Gray after the year he had last year. There is no more conversation of that. He's over 1,000 yards rushing. He's 111 yards a game in the Big 12. I mean, he's having a big-time season this year. Yeah, and I, I think he deserves all the credit in the world for that. We've heard DeMarco Murray, uh, Brent Venables, a lot of the coaching staff talk about his professional approach, how seriously he takes practice, his preparation, you know, lifting during the season, his diet, all the stuff that goes into playing at a high level. Uh, it seems like he takes everything seriously. And that's why you hear these coaches keep telling you, everyone that he's a pro and he's playing like a guy that's going to play on Sundays. Uh, he's, he's been very productive. Uh, I, I felt for him that he had such a big day and couldn't enjoy it because his team didn't get a win. But he has made himself quite a bit of money in this process, I believe. I, I think he's really enhanced his stock when, when it comes to the National Football League. But – yeah, he's had a really, really nice season. Unfortunately, it hasn't translated to a lot of wins. Danny Stutzman, another guy, Trevor, 14 tackles, an interception, had him a half a sack on Saturday. I'm sure there's some things here or there that, that Teddy and PV will tell us he should have been in this gap or that, but statistically, statistically that's a big-time day. It is. I, you know, watching the game on TV, I kept hearing his name over and over and over, and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. What I like about him the most is just his effort. You know, you can't replace effort. You may not always be in the right spot. He will get there. You may not always make the big play. He will get there as well. But going out there and playing as hard as you can every single snap, that's something that I can hang my hat on. And that's something that Danny Stutzman does. Obviously, the, the big turnover there at the beginning of the game uh, was really exciting for him. But if you play hard, you will put yourselves in a position to um, to not only make big plays, but to get the guys around you going as well. Defense, I've always said this, is all about culture. When those guys are high-fiving each other and making big plays, good things happen on that side of the ball. I think moving forward in his career, he is going to be um, a boost of energy for a lot of guys around him. you got a sophomore, Gabe, at each level of the defense that is really exciting going into next year. It's Stutzman at linebacker, Billy Bowman, who had the big two-point conversion run uh, in the defensive backfield, Ethan Downs up on the defensive line. They do have some youngsters to be looking forward to next year. I think. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And those guys need to continue to progress and, and get better. And, you know, I know that people don't want to hear it, but there, there's some inexperienced players out there. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's it's the first year in, in a new system, and I'm not trying to make any excuses for them. But next year, it should look a lot better, right? It should look a lot better. It should look a lot, a lot crisper, if if that makes sense. And they're they're taking their lumps right now, but but there's no doubt. There's there's several guys that are playing significant snaps on that defensive side of the ball that. You know, they're just kind of growing and learning, and it takes a while for you to get really, really confident. I mean, just just for me, I I wasn't a super confident player until my fourth year. You know, when I was a redshirt junior, and I, you know, walking out of the field feeling really, really good about things, heading into a game. So it, it takes some time, but yeah, they they they're really talented, which is a great place to start. But I expect all three of those guys that you mentioned to make big leaps this offseason, and that this team needs them to. Yeah. R. Mason Thomas, uh, Gentry Williams, Robert Spears Jenning, all freshmen starting to see increased playing time as well. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, let's preview Bedlam. Coming up this Saturday night on Owen Field, we've got Bedlam in prime time. We'll break down the Cowboys next on the huddle. Stay with us.
Teddy Lehman, and as a former linebacker, I know how important takeaways are on the field. Takeaways can change the game at any time and are instrumental in winning. Now, thanks to Phlogistics Takeaways for Tops partnership, takeaways are also game changers off the field. For every takeaway by the Sooners in Norman this year, Phlogistics is donating $1,500 to the Children's Hospital at OU Medicine for Pediatric Care. With nearly 50000 already donated, turnovers are now making a difference on and off the field. I was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of prostate cancer. Being a physician, it was quite a shock. Curiously, my doctor in San Francisco says, but why are you coming to see me in San Francisco? The top prostate cancer urologist in the whole world is right there in Oklahoma City. It had not been for the care I received that I probably wouldn't be alive today. This is what you've trained for. Sun up to sun down. And at the end of the day, all that hard work pays off. Because when you put forth the effort, the drive, the dedication, you become unstoppable. And that, my friends, is what it's all about. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is driven to serve. Noble McIntyre. While I help people have been injured, the multi-billion dollar insurance company works hard to get injured people to settle quickly for less than their full value. Sadly, people often agree to settle for low amounts quickly before they know the full extent of their injuries. When that happens, the insurance company wins. Don't sign away your rights when you deserve the most compensation for your accident. If you need someone that tries cases and doesn't just settle, call McIntyre Law for a meeting at no cost to you. We are McIntyre Law and we will fight for you. The Huddle is brought to you by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing the best in real Texas barbecue. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. The Sooner Junior Kids Club. Log on to Soonersports.com kids for more information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club. Presented by OG&E and brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively, Mathis Home, and Devon Energy. And OU's 2022 football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Welcome back to Rudy's, everybody. Sooners and Cowboys coming up. We call it Bedlam this Saturday night. There you see the rundown on the pokes, 7-3, and 4-3 and three in the Big 12. Averaging about 35 points a game, giving up a lot. There you see the rush numbers as well. 6.30 kickoff on Owen Field. Cowboys got the better of them in a bizarre game last year in Stillwater behind enemy lines brought to you by the Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Let's start, uh, Trevor, by talking about their quarterback. Spencer Sanders returned mid-game last week, helped rally them to that win over Iowa State. I don't know where he is on the 100% scale, but he says he's going to play Saturday. I would imagine that was a situation where, hey, let's dress you out. You know, let's get you out there, maybe do some warm-ups, and we're not going to play you so you can heal up another week. 
but be ready just in case. And it was a just in case moment. Yeah. Break I thought it was, it was gutty by him to come in and, and throw that touchdown pass uh, to get them the win. The thing that's impressed me the most about Spencer Sanders over his career is I remember watching him two years ago in our stadium here, and I just thought, man, talented, got some tools, but really isn't going to be that consistent guy week in and week out. He throws too many interceptions, so on and so forth. He's really answered the call in his own career, um, and, he, and he's become a force to be reckoned with in our conference. Now he is banged up, and, and he does still have the ability to make some of those mistakes. So if we can force him into the old Spencer Sanders, I like, uh, I like where we stand. But overall, really good player, older guy, experienced guy, and does a really good job for their football team. Yeah, he's, he's the most important player on their team. And it is not even close. However, he's hurt. Okay. He's hurt. To some and, extent, yeah. And football is a physical game where you are allowed to hit people very hard, even when they're hurt. Huh. Oklahoma's defense got to send a message early in this game. They got to hit him. They got to hit him and make him think about making a business decision. And because he... He's put together a really nice year. Yeah. And he's been banged up for it feels like the majority of the year now. And you know, something with that right shoulder, collarbone area. You you have to make him uncomfortable. And I'm not saying go out there and try to hurt the guy. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you, you gotta go out there and hit him. Like if he wants to run around, you gotta make him pay for it. And he is a weapon with his legs. There is no doubt about it. Their running game has really struggled. And I'll be honest, I do not think their offensive line is any good. Spencer Sanders and a couple of those wide receivers, I, I've been really impressed with Bryson Green. He's made some big plays for them. That, that's the key to what they do offensively. So you, you got to shut down that run game, and then you got to collapse the pocket, and you got to hit him. Spencer Sanders is a good example of uh, – the fact that 18 and 19-year-olds become 20 and 21-year-olds at some point. I think a lot of times, especially in college sports, we are guilty of rendering final verdicts on athletes when they're freshmen and sophomore. Well, they'll never be any better than this. And lo and behold, you get better and you grow. And the prime example of that around here lately has been Kenneth Murray. Uh, they were ready to run Kenneth Murray out of town, and he ends up being a first-round draft pick by the time it's all said and done. Now, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens to a lot of college athletes in all sports, Trevor. Yeah, I, I think that we should take that lesson right there and apply it to our football team now. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about everybody making their, their mistakes, and they're going to get better and better and better. Well, yes, they will get stronger, they will get bigger, they will get faster. But the reason that they spend so many hours over in those facilities is because they are working on the mental side of the game. They're watching film. They're working on their technique. Should I make this step that way or this step that way? Those little things that become second nature is what creates a good athlete into a really good, consistent player by the end of their career. So let's apply that a lesson to, uh, to our guys, and, and let's uh, talk yeah. again here in a couple apply years. Apply that, oh, you fans. <laughs> <laughs> Patience, right? I like how you look at me when you say it. Uh, OSU's offense back quickly. They do play. Uh, they do go a lot of tempo. We've seen pretty much everybody OU's played this year has used that with some sort of an effect against Oklahoma. They're going to see it, Gabe, again on Saturday. Yeah, they they play it one of the fastest paces in, in all of college football. They're back to hyper tempo, snap it quick. It's not what they did last year. But they've gone back to their roots a little bit offensively. They're throwing it around as well. And they're throwing it around more, I think, because they can't run it as efficiently as they want to. But they put the ball in Spencer Sanders' hands. They put it in their best player's hands and let let him make decisions with it. And, you know, just I, I think that if you can force Spencer Sanders to just play quarterback from the pocket and not allow him to have big explosive plays with his legs, you'll put yourself in a good situation. But he's played really, really good football the last two seasons. Trevor, OSU had a great defense last year. 
this year's been a significant step back for them so far. What do you think about them defensively? Yeah, I think they're gettable, and, and that's a good thing. I, have, I think that we have an opportunity this weekend to go into the game um, and put up a lot of points. Um, they are capable of giving up explosive plays as they are on the offensive side of the ball, creating those plays. Um, you know, it, I think there are going to be some gaps for Eric Gray in the run game. I think that if he continues to run the ball like he has been, you know, we're, we're going to see another big 100-plus yard performance out of Eric Gray and in our stable of backs. If we just go and press on the gas and get some of those explosive plays and do what we do on offense and not turn the ball over, this defense is, is certainly gettable. I, I think they're inexperienced in the back end. If you if you can win the battle at the line of scrimmage, they got a lot of experience along that defensive line. Guys that have played a lot of snaps for them, but they, they've got holes at linebacker and in the secondary. So if you win that battle up front, you should be able to produce some big explosive plays, especially in the passing game. So I am I'm going into this game with high expectations for Oklahoma's offense, especially after the way that they played. In Morgantown, like you got to bounce back. You you got to bounce back. You got to play at a high level. And the thing about Oklahoma State, I will say, although they haven't been, they have not been a good defense this year. They're still a physical group. Yep. Right. You you turn on the tape, you watch them. Like they they strain. They're physical when when they get to the ball. They they arrive with bad intentions. So that part is still there. They just. They don't have the players in the continuity that they had a season ago. It's not even close. I'm excited to see what the atmosphere is like. You know, the records are what they are for these two teams this Last year. Last one of the year at the Palace, baby. What Last do you mean? Last home game of the year. It's Throw prime, the ski jacket on. Let's roll. Primetime game. Things are going to be said this week. Things have already been said this week. Things have been said this summer. We don't know how many more of these we're going to get for the foreseeable future. Um, so I, I think it's going to be, I hope it is uh, a significant home field advantage for Oklahoma. I think the Palace is going to be rocking on Saturday I, night. I have no doubt that OU fans will show up. I know it's going to be chilly. Bring your hand warmers. Bundle up and make put, it uncomfortable. Put your mittens on. Whatever you got to do. Wear the thick socks. Yeah. Stay warm. Make some noise. I, I, I've got absolutely no doubt that the fans are going to show up for this one. Let's take a break. We'll talk about the rest of the Big 12 when we come back. You're watching the huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. I need to try it first. Yeah. There are a great many things that can be found on the road. The giant blue whale in central Oklahoma. Musicians in search of that perfect melody. You'll even discover the center of the universe. You'll find stories of lives led, challenges met, and men who raise pigeons. They're all out there waiting to be discovered. All you have to do is follow the road. Phillips 66. Live to the full. Hi, I'm Coach Venables, the head football coach at the University of Oklahoma. With approximately 700 Oklahomans waiting for a life-saving transplant, I encourage everyone across the state to make the important decision to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. So check your driver's license for the Little Red Heart. If it's not there, visit lifeshareok.org and join the registry today. I have the Little Red Heart. Do you?
Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, where we encourage you to shop and golf like a champion. I'm Matt, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the freshly baked, flaky, buttery biscuit. When I take a bite, it's kind of like, you know, crispy, soft, crispy. Crispy outside, soft interior, crispy chicken. There's really nothing like it. Hey, I'm Alexa, and the little thing that I love about the Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit is the chicken itself. It is more than scrumptious. It is more than delicious. It is scrumptiddlyumptious. I know that's not a real word, but I love it. <laughs> I need to try it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The huddle is brought to you by Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Riverwind Casino, still the one. By Bud Light, it's for the fans. And the OU Fan Shop is the best place to gear up for game day at shop.soonersports.com. Our Big 12 report is presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to KincaidCoach.com to learn more. We needed Kincaid Coach Lines this past weekend in Morgantown. Yeah. We'll leave it there. <laughs> uh, I can, Are you I okay? Can add some, yeah. yeah. Uh, our bus driver hit a tree and yeah. broke the windows. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Gabe was in danger. We were coming home from dinner, and I was like, it was not me and Plank were sitting right there. I was like, it was not us. No, it was not Kincaid. I, Coach now, Lines. I didn't rat the bus driver out, but I said. You just did, I think. Hey, man, you uh, you just broke two of your windows. <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. Kansas State beat Baylor. TCU over Texas. We're going to talk about all these games. Texas Tech uh, pulled away from Kansas, and there you see the OSU-Iowa State final score. So let's go one at a time. How about that K-State-Baylor game? 31 to 3 Gabe in Waco. I I'm going to say something that if you would have told me it was going to come out of my mouth before the season, I would I said there's no way. This could be Not, anything at this point. Yeah. Will Howard's really good. Yeah. He he has come in for he Kansas State. Definitely wouldn't have said that before the year started. Oh my gosh. I I told him to his face to move to tight end. To his face. And, man, You're, he's proven me wrong. He looks, inspired him. He looks fantastic. I mean, with the way that he's played with his opportunities, I don't think there's a quarterback in the Big 12 playing better than him. And that includes Max Duggan. Wow. I mean, he gets in there, and he is slinging it, and that offense has opened up. They're finding all kinds of different ways to get Deuce Vaughn the football, and – that defense that struggled so mightily against Texas just got gashed by their run game, completely shut down Baylor's offense. Blake Shapin struggled. That was dominant by Kansas State. Sounds like Adrian Martinez is going to be out for the foreseeable future. And I think that's kind of a blessing in disguise because I think Will Howard elevates the ceiling of that football team. Inside track right now for the Wildcats to play TCU in the Big 12 championship game. Trevor, speaking of TCU, it was the game of the night in the Big 12. They hold off Texas 17-10. It got a little hairy there late. But the Frogs are 10-0. 10-0, and, and, and hold off was a great word there, or, or phrase, I should say. Their defense stepped up in a mighty way in this game. I thought... Man, it's in Austin. Texas is the favorite, even though it's the number four team in the country. Texas has had the ability to play good on both sides of the ball at times. And TCU went in there and said, you know what? Come right at us. We're going to stop you. We're going to stop you. We're going to stop you. And I'll say this, too. 9-0, great start. Fantastic start. 10-0. But, but coming into this game, thought that, you know what? They're going to go play Texas. They'll probably lose. And then they may lose in the Big 12 title game. But now they're at 10 and 0. I think that getting to a double digit win column in this at this point in the season, they're the real deal. I think at, at this point, um, man, we may see them in the college football playoff. Wow. Wow. Has anybody seen B. John Robinson? Yes. Oh, really? Because he disappeared oh, in that you. game. No, I guess. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and Roshan Johnson. I mean, yeah. they they couldn't run it. Uh -uh. Uh, Sark abandoned the run, and Quinn Ewers. 
he continues to be wildly inconsistent. I mean, he some throws you're like, man, that kid's got it. And the next year you're just wondering, what was that? That Texas offense let that team down. That defense played really well. I mean, Max Duggan was – he did not look like he was having a good time. It's just so fascinating what has happened to this conference because you think back to last year, the two teams in the championship game, Baylor and Oklahoma State, defense, right? You look at the two teams that are in the inside track right now, TCU, Kansas State, they're getting it done with defense. This is the Big 12, man. It was not long ago that it was 60-59 every night. I will say this, though. I, I want to tip the cap to Sonny Dykes because Sonny Dykes comes from an offensive mindset right. coaching tree. Hey, let's go score as many points as we possibly can and hope that the defense does enough for us to win. This week showed me that they have put a lot of effort into turning that program into a defensive program. Now, don't get me wrong. TCU's been known for defense, but that was with Gary Patterson. This is with Sonny Dykes. So really, really good by that coaching staff to get that defense to the level of play that they're playing at right now. Sooners will see Texas Tech in two weeks. They got a win on Saturday, 43-28 over Kansas. Tyler Shuck is back at quarterback for them. He looked pretty good. That's going to be a, a night game, by the way. If you haven't heard, OU Texas Tech game is going to be another 6.30 kickoff in Lubbock on Thanksgiving weekend. That's going to be fun. No, that's, that's going to be a fun environment to, to finish the year out against the Red Raiders. But Tyler Shuck and anyone that didn't get to watch that Kansas-Texas Tech game, it was the best game in the Big 12 all weekend. I mean, it was back and forth till a late fumble uh, by Kansas. Jason Bean results in a, in a Texas Tech touchdown. That's where the separation, the score, it, it looks like Tech controlled the game. They did. It was very back and forth and very, very close. But ultimately, Tyler Shuck's legs, the mobility, were, were the biggest difference in the game, which I, I did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. But nice win for, for Joey McGuire. And they, they got to get – they got to get one more, right, for bowl eligibility? OU needs one more win. Texas Tech needs one more win. I mean, hopefully the Sooners take care of business. Well, we'll see. But, I mean, there could be a lot on the line in that last weekend oh, out there in, in Lubbock. Either way, for them or for don't us. Don't say that. Here's the uh, lineup this week. TCU puts their undefeated record on the line in Waco. Kansas State goes out to Morgantown to take on West Virginia. Texas will be at Kansas this weekend, and Texas Tech is at Iowa State. What's your beef coming up next here on The Huddle? We're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Stay with us. Big celebration. Cheers, everybody. Celebrating, too. She must have done something good. Mmm, pigs in a blanket. Dude night. Bro night. Dude, bro, bro. Hi. Can I get another beer? Oh, yeah. Good food, good drinks, good people. Celebrate the good. Pub W. I look busy. We didn't set out just to make great coffee. We set out to make something that would bring out the best in people. Whether it's the start of someone's day, the middle, let's break. Give us this day or the end. If what we could bring to the table could bring out the best in others, well, who wouldn't want to share a cup of that? Community coffee, strong as our roots. Oklahoma Athletics is proud to announce our Community Cornerstone Partnership with Valorado Group, OG&E, OU Health, and Coca-Cola. With their support and partnership, we have been able to increase STEM education opportunities to Oklahoma public schools, donate over 1,500 pounds of school supplies and food to Oklahoma families, and have raised over $50,000 for the OU Children's Hospital. We are thankful for their continued commitment to support Oklahoma communities through this partnership. 
For over 60 years, Mathis Brothers has proudly served Oklahoma with the largest furniture selection at the lowest prices every day. Now we're changing to serve you better, introducing Mathis Home, a proud sponsor of Oklahoma Athletics, honored to carry on a tradition of excellence in partnership with the University of Oklahoma. We're committed to providing the best shopping experience and the best value to every customer. Come see why we're your furniture leader at Mathis Home. The new season just dropped. Enter the big dinner box from Pizza Hut. Two pizzas, breadsticks, and wings all in one box. You'll run out of episodes before you run out of food. The big dinner box, only from Pizza Hut. No one out pizza the hut. Pizza Hut stuffed crust is the crust that made crust good. Topped and stuffed with over a half pound of cheese. What are you so afraid of? Loving it? Original stuffed crust, only from Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the hut. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for the affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access audio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Chris Plank talks all things Sooners. New episodes drop nearly every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Welcome back to Rudy's, everybody. We got Brent Venables and Teddy Lehman coming up very soon. It is time, though, for What's Your Beef, brought to you by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, the official beef jerky of the Big 12. Our uh, question tonight, you know, uh, Gabe, a lot of people are saying there's not much on the line for Bedlam this year, considering the records of the two team. What say you? I say that's stupid. <laughs> because there's always something on the line in this game. Uh-huh. And don't, don't get it twisted. We live amongst these people. <laughs> you do not – saying there's nothing on the line – with Bedlam's just silly. Yes, the, neither of these teams are going to go play for a Big 12 championship, right? I understand that. It This game does not feel like it has as much on the line as some of these Bedlam's that we've had recently that have been massive games. But bragging rights are on the line in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. And that's important. And we don't know how many of these we're going to have left. That's right. Right? And that, So it's ultra important that the Sooners come out on the right side of this thing. So I, I don't want to hear it. That that That's a great beef. I don't want to hear people say that this game's not important. There's nothing on the line. It's bedlam. There's always something on the line. I'll tell you who else it's going to be very important for is those seniors. Absolutely. Senior day in the palace. I remember my senior day uh, like it was yesterday, obviously, and um, emotional. Um, last time to put on the pads in your home stadium. So I would expect to see a lot of energy, a lot of passion, maybe even some tears from uh, from those seniors. Last time they get to do it in the Palace, it's going to be a special one for those guys. Yeah, we're talking about what, Deshaun White, Drake Stoops, Aiden Willis. I don't know because everyone has Eric an extra Craig. year. It is I, hard to tell who's I, graduating and who's not these I days. Am, I'm pretty confident Eric Gray is going to be moving on. Right. With, the, with how well he's been playing. I mean, any running back position, Robert right? Robert Conjol's got two or three degrees at this point. I think is he's he a, a doctor yet? <laughs> he's close. He's close. What's your beef brought to you by Old Trapper? Great for tailgating at football games, out hunting or fishing, or just an everyday snack. Now, we're coming down the stretch of college football in general. Big games over the weekend. Let's start with the one in the SEC. Alabama survives against Ole Miss. Uh, Trevor, it looked like for much of the night that the Rebels were going to get him. It did, but they had one factor on the Alabama side, and that is Bryce Young. Sheesh. The guy is – he may not win the Heisman Trophy this year. He may not even go to New York, depending on kind of how some of these last couple of games shape up. But the guy's the best player in college football, and he's certainly the most valuable player to his team. Normally, we see Alabama, they've got phenomenal, you know, choking defenses, and they've got a great running back, and they've got guys on the outside that can just run past everybody. Running game, not as good this year. They don't have guys running on the outside like they typically do. 
Bryce Young is the reason for any win that they've gotten this season, and there have been some close ones. No doubt about that. A couple of uh, USC's contenders in the Pac-12 went down at home this Ooh. weekend. Oregon lost to Washington. Gabe, UCLA lost to Arizona. Arizona. Jane Delora. Did you watch that little guy run around? He looks good. Man, that was, that was fun to watch. And all of a sudden, the Pac-12 – who was in great shape. Yeah. I mean, you felt really good. You had three options, right, to get to the college football playoff. They're down to one. One left, yeah. And that's the Trojans now. And they've got a rough road ahead of them, right? Get UCLA this weekend. Then they've got Notre Dame. Then they got to win a Pac-12 championship game. So, the the Pac-12, it it kind of ate itself alive. Yeah, painful weekend. I guess, I guess Arizona and Washington didn't get the memos. Because those teams, yeah, they, they came came on the road and played some really good football. Michael Penix, man, have a day, young man. He was slinging it Former against Indiana the Indiana Hoosier. And congratulations to Vanderbilt. They got their first SEC win since 2019. Unfortunately, it came at the expense of Mark Stoops in Kentucky. But the Commodores back in the win column, 24-21. It's huge. Huge for Clark Lee and that staff. They've been selling the vision there at Vanderbilt, and I can't imagine how good that felt for right. those players, and I can't imagine how bad it felt for Kentucky's players. That, But that that's a huge accomplishment for them. It's been a long time since they've been able to get an SEC win. Yeah, that is the positive side of it. I think it's more of a disappointment for Mark oh, Stoops in sure. Kentucky. They've got a quarterback in Will Levis who I think is going to go play on Sundays for a long time. And this was their year. You know, he got his feet wet last year in, in, that, uh, in that offense, in that program, Will Levis. And now coming into the issue, this year, they were talking about, hey, let's go win the East. Let's play against Bama in the title, in the SEC title game. And they've just found a way to just drop off and drop off and drop off. And, again, all the credit to Vanderbilt and that squad, but uh, very disappointing for, uh, for the Kentucky Wildcats. All right, break time. we got one more segment. When we come back, we'll get some final thoughts from Gabe and Trevor. You're watching The Huddle here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. For you, life seemed to stand still this year, except for the pain in your knee. When you can't do what you love to do, it's time to take care of it. If you've put off the joint replacement you need this year, now is the time. Mercy's experts are ready to safely replace your knee so you can live without pain. Get back to what you love because life's too short to wait. To learn more, visit mercy.net slash OU Knee Guide. Old Trapper Beats, oh, one cool. upping. <laughs> I'm a big Old Trapper fan. <laughs> Not bigger than me. I love Old Trapper. I love how tender it is. Don't forget the wood smoke flavor. What about the clear bag? That shows you exactly what you're getting. Savory beef. Quality ingredients. I'm their biggest I'm fan. I'm their biggest I'm fan. Old Trapper, what's your beef? The official beef jerky of the Big 12. Will you sign my bag and my tattoo? Walden Cleaners has three generations of knowledge that ensure the highest in quality detergents and cleaning methods are used along with the most advanced equipment. Walden Cleaners is the oldest family-owned business in Norman, providing the highest quality garment care for 88 years. Check out our website, waldencleaners.com, and learn about our free home or office pickup and delivery service. Walden Cleaners, where the difference is quality. When did posing replace eating? At Taco Mayo, we don't know what foodstagramming is, but we know all about value. On our classic value menu, we've got Mayo favorites at throwback prices every day. Crispy tacos, potato locos, mouth-watering bean burritos, and more. Want to pose with your food? Go to Paris. Want to eat it? Head to the Mayo. The classic value menu from Taco Mayo. Not for posers. For over 131 years, the University of Oklahoma has been making an impact. It is a legacy of excellence, a legacy defined by courage and determination, a legacy of champions, both on and off the field. And we're not done yet. From big wins to bigger discoveries, we're advancing Oklahoma, the nation, and the world. Because at the University of Oklahoma, we change lives. 
For nearly 20 years, you trusted Air Comfort Solutions with all your AC needs. Now you can rely on our licensed staff of plumbers too. Right now you can see our expert plumbers in action with $50 off any plumbing repair. Or let us clean any of your drains for $129. Call us today at 405-721-3740 or visit aircomfortsolutions.net. Air Comfort Solutions, where service is in the air. The Huddle is brought to you by our Cornerstone Partners, OU Health, Valor Auto Group, OG&E, Coca-Cola, and Anheuser-Busch. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment of The Huddle. The Brent Venable Show is right around the corner. That means the birthday boy, Teddy Lehman, is right around the corner as well. Let's get some final thoughts from uh, Gabe and Trevor on Bedlam. Trevor, give me two or three of the most important things you think for OU in this game. Well, I think it's, even though it's late in the season, get back down to the basics. Take care of the ball. Don't get behind the chains. Turn first downs into touchdowns. Hand the ball to Eric Gray. Hit some explosive plays. We'll be just fine. Yeah. No, that's uh, – You made that sound easy. I like it. Yeah, how hard can it be? Yeah, <laughs> we're just fine. No, I, I think uh, – I want to see the defense play well. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that the offense will, will be able to put together some drives against that Oklahoma State defense, but you, you have to shut down Spencer Sanders. I mean, he's a talented player. He's one of the best players in the Big 12 Conference, and even though he's banged up, he's still been very effective when he's been out there on the field. So you have to limit the damage he can do with his legs. Right? We just saw Garrett Green make some huge plays as a scrambler and as a runner in that game in Morgantown. You, you cannot have that be the, what ends up being the difference in this football game. Quarter, mobile quarterbacks have been a problem. Mobile just, quarterbacks are a problem for Green. everyone. No, They're I not know. just an OU problem. Well, that's true, but they certainly have been an OU problem. No doubt. This year, and Spencer Sanders, breaking news, is a mobile quarterback. So what do you do? Hit him. If he runs, you got to make him think twice about running. Yeah. Right? Or you got to make him slide. Like, you know, he's been really smart protecting himself ever since he, he suffered that initial injury. So it, it's not easy. But I'm hopeful that the defense will come to play. And I know one thing, the fans are going to show up and create an awesome atmosphere. I'm, I'm confident. I know some people have some doubts because of the weather and how the season has gone. But I feel like the fan base, while some are frustrated, and I, we're all frustrated. Of course. Right? But I, I feel like the fan base, know, they know what this, what this game means. So – I think they're going to show up, make some noise. I think it's going to be a hostile environment for the Cowboys. I think that'll make a big difference in the game. I mean, you know, it's the last home game of the year. At the yeah, very what least, else are you going to do? It, it's bowl eligibility, and I, I, like we've been saying all night, we don't know. We don't have inside information here. We're not trying to hint at anything. Maybe there's three more bedlams before we take a well, break. Well, Mike Gundy's pretty much laid it out publicly. Well, after like that, it's going after away. that he has. But I'm just saying, you in the current climate of college football, you don't know. Like, this could be the last one we get for a long time. It it absolutely could be. We don't know. So, I mean, do you really want to be the person that, ah, it's going to be cold. Right. Like, come on. That's not what OU fans are Bundle up come and be tough. Bundle, Bundle up, up and, be and make tough. some noise. That's I, right. I think it's disappointing that the rivalry will go away at some oh, yeah. point. Um, In-state, you, you just got to keep it. We we enjoy watching that game every year. We enjoy the camaraderie in living rooms sure. and households and even on the street. And maybe if somebody has a bumper sticker and you're in a bad mood and you drive by them and, you know, yeah, throw something out the off. window. I, didn't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it, it's disappointing <laughs> to see it go away. But to both of your points, cold doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care if it's a blizzard. Let's go out there and get a win in this one so that we can have a really good taste in our mouth in the state of Oklahoma. And uh, as far as the fan stuff, I don't be a Fairweather fan. Like you're you're in it or you're not. Literally, you're saying. Yeah. It, yeah. Yes. 
All right, very good. I know it hasn't gone well, but show up and make a difference in the game. This team needs you. Dave Eichert, Trevor Knight, everybody. Thanks for watching the huddle. We'll be back with you next week. Stick around. Britt Venables, Teddy Lehman coming up next. On the Sooner Sports Network from Learfield, you've been listening to the OU Bud Light Huddle live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Presented by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Also brought to you by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.